It is Sunday. Yes, two times you got to look at our happy asses on Sunday. It is Sunday, March 21st, 2021. I am Stephen Mielhausen from DAZONE. The man to the right. The second sexiest man in Puerto Rico behind the one and only Miguel Cotto. T.Y. Taylor Rivera is in the house. And unlike what we saw in college basketball today with Oral Roberts upsetting Florida, number 15 Oral Roberts. And also... I was so close to betting that. So close. And my, my, and I'm saying it, my... Loyola Ramblers. My Loyola Ramblers. My apologies. Hold on. I'm sorry, everybody. No, you're good. <laughs> My quick, freaking apologies. Quick recap. That's fine. <laughs> but no. But they, Daniel Bryan did not do what Oral Roberts and Loyola did today. He did not pull off the miracle of miracles. He did not dethrone Roman Reigns to become the universal champion in the main event of Fastlane. But you know what? Go ahead. You can't can't just throw it out like that. Come on. You can't compare Loyola Academy stomping on Illinois, the top dog, because Brian didn't win the title, when he clearly made Reigns tap out in the middle of the ring. There was just – you just wasn't somebody to actually call it, which I think is just – Why are you being like this? What do you mean, what am I being like this? I'm the realistic side of things over here. The hater, so-called, apparently. Why are you being like this? I don't know. I'm kinda, I, don't, I, don't under, I'm, I don't understand the hatred right now. I'm how not going to lie. Not, how is it not an upset? Because he, he technically – what do you mean an upset? Are you saying that him not winning was an upset? Him not winning. He didn't it- win. Okay, I get that, but he didn't win for other reasons. He didn't lose clean. That's all I'm saying. Illinois lost clean. They got spanked all game. They never had the lead. Brian made Reigns tap out in the middle of the ring. There just wasn't a referee to call the match. We will get in this in the main event that we'll get into all that in a few moments, but if you're watching via YouTube, subscribe. Hit that thumbs up, baby. Hit it. Please hit that thumbs up. It would be greatly appreciated. It really, it really does mean a lot. Also, rate, review, subscribe if you're listening via audio. The audio will be up right after this if you don't listen to the entire podcast. We got listeners now in Abu Dhabi, Middle East, Ooh, Libya, Libya, my friend. We, we're huge. We're huge in Libya. We are huge in Libya. We're huge in the United Arab Emirates. We're huge in Abu Dhabi, Canada, the UK. Everyone UK loves us. Pre-show, thank you so much. Everyone that did listen to the pre-show, it means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. We kind of just were like, we were going to do a watch-along of the 2015 past line, but we did not do that. But leave any questions or comments you guys may have. Regarding this fast lane from Tropicana Field, Daryl's favorite place, the Thunderdome. And the audio can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon as well, iHeart, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. 
as we talked about it to open, Roman Reigns retained the WWE Universal Championship over Daniel Bryan. One hell of a match. But the story is Edge snapping in the main event when Gangster on Daniel Bryan, when Gangster on Roman Reigns. Hell of a match. A lot of groundwork to start. Just to kind of go where this match was going. Daniel Bryan was about to tap out Roman Reigns with the LaBelle lock. Here came Jey Uso. Boom shakalaka. There goes Daniel Bryan. Boom. There goes Edge. Roman Reigns, they're laying the smackdown. And here goes Daniel Bryan goes crazy. Kick, beats the crap out of Jey Uso. And then he is getting ready to beat the tar out of Roman Reigns. And he hits Edge. Daniel Bryan gets back on to the bell lock. Roman Reigns tapped out, ladies and gentlemen. The Universal Champion tapped out. Fighting for his life. He was about to pass out from the pain. He tapped out. Referee, the other referee was out, and here came Edge. Hits Brian with the chair. Hits Reigns with the chair. Hits Daniel Bryan two more times. Says, this is my main event. My WrestleMania. Storms out of the ring like a petulant child, full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> and here came Roman Reigns for the one, two, three... Your winner, still the Universal Champion, the Big Dog, the Tribal Chief of the Universe. The sun revolves around this guy. Roman Reigns remains the champ. What went from a pretty like a C minus show? Actually, you can even go D plus. That main event got it to a B minus. For me, and I thought one hell of a main event. I thought the story they told was fantastic. I was expecting a classic. We got we talked about it earlier today, Daryl. We were expecting a classic. We got one. Great job by Roman Reigns. A great job by Daniel Bryan. And a great job by Edge. This is storytelling at its finest. This is what this served the purpose that it was supposed to serve. WWE realized that Edge and Roman Reigns wasn't getting the steam that it was supposed to for a main event caliber match at WrestleMania. So what do you do? You add the most over guy in the past decade in Daniel Bryan into the mix, and now you got magic. This told that exact story, and this was set perfectly. You know, and this was something that... And you said it right on the head, and this is the thing that's really killed me with this company. It's so simple. All you got to do is tell a story. This isn't rocket science. If you tell a story, you're going to get the fans emotionally invested. People are going to want to watch. Normally, I don't remember the last time, and I'm not going to lie here. I don't remember the last time I sat through a whole WWE pay-per-view. This was the first one in a while. Because that main event had me hooked. The way they were, they, they told the story 
leading from the elimination chamber up until tonight. It's so damn simple. I, I don't get why we don't get more simple storytelling, Daryl. This is this is not hard. This is what this is what made Hulk Hogan successful in the eighties. That's what helped in the Attitude Era. So it helped with John Cena when Cena had his run. It's it's too simple. It's not hard. Or even the the winter and early spring run of Daniel Bryan in 2014. It's simple as storytelling. You do that, the people will buy it. You reel them in, and then you go with the payoff. Agreed. Agreed. That that's what wrestling is. We're living in an age that everybody knows kayfabe is dead. Everybody knows it. Now at this point is you have to tell a good story to keep the fan, the fans engaged in the product. When you have this stuff going like this, the storytelling that Daniel Bryan brings to the ring, the storytelling that Edge showed and snapping and absolutely beating the hell out of the two, which I think was a great move on the WWE side to have him do that because it established, hey, why would you be okay with this guy taking your spotlight when you won the Royal Rumble and all this stuff? That's where you tell that story. You fill in the little plot holes that you always leave out. Plus, you kept Reigns looking strong as a universal title, the champion, head of the table. You made Brian look like a million bucks by having him tap out the universal champion in the middle of the ring. And now you have Edge. Is he heel? Is he face? Did he just snap? What's going on? Now you got a storyline to book for the next two weeks. Now, I have no idea who's going to win. Are they going to give the title to Brian? Are they going to give give it to Edge? Is Reigns going to stay being the champion for the next year? What are they going to do? And this is what storytelling does. What are you going to do next? And when you execute that properly, that's what gets the casual viewer to tune into WrestleMania and say, hey, I want to see because I want to get hooked to that main event like you were today for a B pay-per-view like Fastlane. I am Stephen Mielhausen from DAZN, the man to the right, D.Y. Daryl Rivera. This is the Walkway to Fight Club. We are recapping WWE Fastlane. It ended, man, it ended a little more than an hour ago, about an hour 20 a little, little bit ago, but um, leave any questions and comments, guys. I see a lot of people coming in, coming out. So if you have any questions or comments, make sure you leave them. If you're watching on YouTube, it's simple. Give it the old thumbs up. Click that subscribe button. Or if you're watching via Facebook, very simple. Just like it, like the video, leave a comment, and also like and follow the Walkway to Fight Club podcast page on Facebook. And you hit it right on the head. This isn't, it isn't hard. This isn't hard. You shouldn't, and we've both said this ad nauseum. If you're watching a wrestling show, what are we watching wrestling for? We're watching it because it's a good release to get away from our nine to five jobs or whatever hours we work during the day or at nighttime this isn't we shouldn't have to rack our brains and give each other a headache i shouldn't want to wring my head through the wall you shouldn't want to 
throw your headphones at the TV. You shouldn't want to punch a hole in the wall. Wrestling's fun. It's all it's supposed to be. Tell some good stories. Let's see some good shit. And let's have some fun. Then we can sit and bullshit with our buddies about. That's all it is. It isn't. It's not hard. And the first half of this fucking show tonight made it too damn hard. (laughs) Thank God. Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura was good. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus tore the house down. A very intriguing angle with Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, and the return of the Fiend Bray Wyatt, and capped off by what I thought was a really, really, really good main event. One, I think the best WWE match I've seen in 2021 up to this point. So, But it's all it is. And you talked about earlier, oh, where are they going to go? I said it to you earlier, my friend. I said it to you earlier on Talking Smack on, uh, on yesterday. Paul Heyman kind of read between the tea leaves. And I'm, not, I'm a read between the leaves type of guy. You kind of have to listen sometimes. And when Paul says something like that, and then I DM him and he gives me the wink, <laughs> I have a good feeling I know what's going on after the wink. But, you know... I think this is the right route. I'm if you're not ninety nine if you're not hundred percent sure that it's gonna be a three way, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's going to be a three way. It is now infinitely better. I'm sorry, but did you have interest, Daryl Rivera, in Edge and Roman Reigns for the universal title in one of the main events of WrestleMania thirty seven? I mean, I did just because I'm still a fan of Edge. I don't think the I don't think the casual viewer had that that intrigue that I do. Just mainly, I'm setting myself apart from other people. I wanted to see the match just because I wanted to see what Edge would be able to do with a younger talent such as Roman Reigns. We saw what he's able to do with Randy Orton. Okay, that's a guy that. We're going at our own pace and everything like that. Let's see how when you turn up the heat a little bit. You saw it on Friday with Jey Uso. Turned it up a little bit. Great match. Yeah. Very now cool. let's see it with, with the head of the table. <laughs> Nickname is fucking phenomenal. I'm I swearing. love that name. I'm swearing yeah. a lot tonight. I'm sorry. I've just been in a good mood all day. <laughs> Even though I did most of my ta- – I did about half of my taxes, and I should be, like, ready to, like – run my car into the house shouldn't want to scream from the rafters but you know what life could be a lot worse and i'm just in a good mood man and the head of the table like (laughs) come up with it it's like you're freaking great and whoever left that thumbs up thank you so much make sure you guys like the post on facebook like it love it do anything you want to you want to kiss it I'm cool with that, too. You want to give a ha-ha and a hoo-hoo? I'm cool with that as well. Leave a comment. Leave a question. Like and follow the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. And also, if you're watching via YouTube, even if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're watching right now on YouTube, hit that damn thumbs up button. Leave a comment on there, too. Subscribe to the page. And if you're watching on Facebook, just go to YouTube.com right now. Type in the Walkway to Fight Club. 
hit the subscribe button and hit the thumbs up. It helps out in the views and the rankings and all that fun stuff. So, but I feel like that's going to be the main event. Yep. I have, I have not been the world's biggest fan of edge in this second go around last year. Awesome. This year. Eh, I'm okay. But him being a heel sign me up him as a baby face. It was cool last year because he hadn't been around for such a long time. But now I'm like, I'm seeing more of you be a heel, please be the ultimate opportunist, be the rated R superstar. I'm down with this one. Definitely I just go, he looks old and I'm like, I'm t- we're getting a 47 year old edge in the, one of the main events. Bobby Lashley's 44. I'm not the world's biggest fan of old guys. Guys in their mid to upper 40s headlining WrestleManias, especially when WWE really needs to build stars at this point. So, well, let's see what they do, you know, and I think the three-way is going to happen. Uh, don't mean to cut you off, You're good. but what we spoke about in the pre-show is just confirmed by WWE on Twitter. What's that? Andrade Cien Almas is officially released. Okay, we got to – now, now, hold on. hold on. I do want to give a shout to Matt Ward as he commented, hey, check your WWE Twitter. Now, this is kind of – I wasn't going to – now, I'm not saying this because he got released. He had put on Twitter early in the show. That he had good news. I told you before we came on, I had been told from a source that he had gotten his release. I still haven't gotten my second source to get back to me. And I was waiting on another source to get back to me just to confirm it. But WWE is the best source possible. Andrade CNL, Andrade has been released. He's been very unhappy for the longest time. Um... You know, he came in from being La Sombra in CMLL. Megastar came in as Andrade Cien Elmas, NXT champion. Great match after great match in NXT. Him and Zelina Vega, now Tia Trinidad, now actually known as Tia Trinidad. Great combo. And then... Got sent to the main roster and shit. Former U.S. champion was on the good list. When Paul Heyman was running Raw, he was getting a good push. Things were looking up. And then Paul Heyman got fired, and the rest, as you say, is history. He He hasn't been on Raw since October. He had been very frustrated for the longest time. He had been frustrated, I was told, since December. He just wanted to be on TV. He requested to go back to NXT. They told him no. He requested his release about two weeks ago. And Vince McMahon had told him no. And that was reported by Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. And He had put that tweet out earlier tonight. I had confirmed by one source that he had been released. WWE did confirm it. Now, I don't know how much time is left on his contract. And this is going to be... This is the interesting question now. At least he is going to be out 90 days unless his contract was running out 
very, very soon. So if not, then he's out for 90 days, and we will see him after that. Um, And I think this is a good move because Vince McMahon used to be the guy who, if you were not happy, he would just let you go. And with AEW now not breathing down our neck, but AEW letting WWE know, hey, we're here. We got a big-time TV deal. We're not going anywhere for a very long time. They weren't letting guys and girls go. And they were making it extremely difficult. Ask FTR. Ask Brody Lee. Ask Mad Hardy. Look at what happened with Big Show. Look at what happened with Christian. You know, and he's a hell of a talent. He's only 31 years old. He hasn't hit his prime yet. He trademarked the name Lasombra. So now it's really up to him. Fiance of Charlotte Flair. She's also off the WrestleMania poster. That was as of the end of the week. I don't know what that means. I've been trying to. No one's talking about that one. I've asked. No one's saying a damn word. I don't know if there's a parallel here somewhere, but something's going on, D.Y., in that situation. Where there's smoke, there's fire in that situation. So, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I do know that she had been unhappy with them and how they were using him. She had pitched them to be together just to get him on TV, to get the world to notice him and notice how great he really is. Ric Flair was advocating for him. For crying out loud. When Ric Flair's advocating for you, come on. It's Ric Flair, the greatest of all time. Yep. You know, so it's one of these things to where I'm happy to see him now. I don't care where he goes. He's going to shine. Whether it's AEW, whether it's Ring of Honor, which I don't be surprised if he goes to ROH. He's very good friends with Roosh. Very good friends with Dragon Lee. Just kind of watch out for Ring of Honor. I'm really... Ring of Honor, New Japan, maybe Impact, AEW, of course. You got NWA, who I heard had a killer show that I have to watch. Apparently, I was getting messages up across the board, so... I'm going to have to fork down a couple bucks and, and watch that show. But he's a hell of a hand, man. He, not even a hand. He's a hell of a talent. Nope. He could still be a megastar. But now he's going to be a megastar somewhere else. And that's quite unfortunate for WWE. This is a guy that spent the, the entire his entire time with the WWE trying to learn English so he can be a bigger star for the company. This is a yeah. guy that had an incredible run in NXT. Great rivalry with Aleister Black. Great rivalries with numerous, numerous people in, in NXT. He shined, he dominated, and then he went to the main roster and joined that long list of names that didn't quite catch fire in, in the main roster. Main roster. Because, again, you can have Paul Heyman advocate for you. You can have Charlotte Flair advocate for you. You can have Ric Flair advocate for you. But in the eyes of the 74-year-old man, Vince McMahon, 
If you're not worth 75, 75. happy birthday, Vince. 75 year old man, Vince McMahon. If in the eyes of him, if he doesn't think you're worth time, they're not going to give you the time. And it's very, very hard to change his mind. See Andrade, see Alistair Black, see Chinsuke. Chinsuke is now starting to get gained back momentum after he got absolutely squashed. There are rare cases that you get an outsider coming in and have actual success. You have AJ Styles of the world. You have, you know, Goldberg. You have, there's a lot. I can't think of them right now because it's more homegrown talent by the WWE, but you look at it, it's starting to change. But at the same time, you still see the casualties like an Andrade, like Aleister Black, like Chinsuke, like Ricochet, that the list is long. They dominate in, in the NXT brand, which is making you know the roster calls of like a potential Adam Cole on the Spewed Era kind of shaky. People don't want to see it because they're afraid of what might happen when they get up there. There's a lot of guys I've talked to from NXT that we said exactly what you just did about people not wanting to go up. And I remember last year I talked to Johnny Gargano and he said it on a WWE media call, which freaking cracked me up. Cracked me up when I was done. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, good for you, man. You know, but I, I've gotten that vibe from talent said it in interviews. You know, I've talked to talent there after not even I've talked to them and they've said the same thing. And I've talked to some management and I remember ah, you know what I'll say. I remember it was a conversation I had with Paul Levesque. This was maybe it was like a year and a half ago. And he had said the same thing. And I'm like, I'm like, and I felt bad for him because you could tell he's emotionally invested in these guys and girls. He loves that talent there. Yeah. And then when these people get to the main roster, it's like, I just want to bang. He wants to, I can, I know he wants to bang his head through the damn wall. And this guy in particular, you know, because you look at him and it's like he said, I remember, God, who posted it? Was Sean Ross Sapp a fightful? He had a post on Twitter. It was maybe in... right, right when he had requested his release. It was right around that time. And he had said that when SummerSlam was in Toronto, I think it was in um, 2019. And he was scheduled for the media tour to hone up his English. Andrade requested to be on the media, make the media rounds in Toronto. They said, sure. He did over 20 interviews in English. Think about that. Because he want, he knows what they were looking for. He knows that, hey, if I'm going to be this next big Latin star, I know I got to learn English. He understood the game. He knows how the game is played. And... His English is good. Is it great? Is it like me and you? No. But it's more than good enough, Daryl. It's more than good enough. It's like Great Mysterio's. I think Great Mysterio's got fantastic English. And he's going to be a star. 
this is going to be their loss. They keep saying we want a Latin star. You can't even use freaking Rey Mysterio right. You can't even use this guy right. How can you not use Rey Mysterio? If you want Rey Mysterio to still be your Latin star, fine. But you need to groom for the future. That's the problem like we were talking earlier today about. They don't know how to groom for the future. This guy's 31 years old. Hell of a wrestler. Cuts good promos. What more do you want this guy to do? He has a good connection with the fan base. Just give him the ball and let him see. Let's see what the hell he can fucking do. Nope. He proved it in NXT. You had to give him the shot here, and they didn't do that. Nope. He never got a fair shake. Like, sure, he got a title run with the United States title, which I think is like the testing ground for every NXT talent that comes up. He got that. But other than that, there's nothing. You can't really say that he got a shot. He got that tiny push from the Paul Heyman era, and Paul Heyman saw something in him. But again, if it, if Vince McMahon doesn't see something in you, at that point in your career, as soon as you get to Raw or SmackDown, it's dead on the water. So you're better off asking for your release. And now getting a release in WWE, it's like pulling teeth. It's incredibly hard to do. Again, he was just another casualty, and I know we've been saying this for a year. Any roster call-up from NXT is bound to get either really like a really good push or start treading water in the middle, like in the mid card. Look at Keith Lee right now. Keith Lee came in with on fire. He had one of the best matches in like an NXT history with Adam Cole. Then he had a pretty good match with Karrion Cross when he dropped the title. And as soon as he came off to the main roster, he was a big deal for like three weeks, a three week testing period, apparently. And then, where is he now? Treading lightly in the mid-card. Waiting in the wings. It's just, it's... I do wish Andrade luck. I think he's going to be fine. I'm... Supreme talent always rises. The cream always rises to the top. Yep. He's got a lot of cream. He's very talented. Wherever he goes, he's gonna he's gonna shine. He's gonna be. This is basically the best move that could have happened to him in the last few years. I think he goes to ROH. I agree. I think he goes to Ring of Honor. If he doesn't, I think he'd be good. He's gonna be great anywhere. Impact, ROH, New Japan, MLW. I wouldn't be shocked if he did some MLW shots. Um. AEW, the world is his oyster, as they say. He is going to be just fine. Yep. And when we learn more, when we learn more, we will let you know. But that is breaking news. Let's get back to Fastlane. And we were just finishing up the Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns talk. Are you? you we'll wrap it with this. What do you think the SmackDown main event for WrestleMania is going? What do you think it's going to be? It's going to be Edge, Brian, and Reigns for the title. Has to be. After that main event, after seeing that chemistry that all three of them had, 
Hell, I wouldn't even be shocked if Uso got thrown into the mix. No, 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 no. I wouldn't be shocked if it no, happened. No, no. I'm no. not saying I want it. I'm not. I'm just no, saying I wouldn't no. be shocked. No, no, no. He's gonna be there anyways. That's all I'm saying. All I'm gonna say is, if Jay Uso is in the main event of WrestleMania. There is something wrong with WWE. You know I have not been happy about Jey Uso. Nope. I've I've been preaching this at a freaking screaming in the moon tops. I don't see it. Like I think he plays the lackey role fine. I like the match he had with Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell. I, I thought that was good. But no. since then, eh, he's just a lackey. He's just there to get his ass kicked. Yeah. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm good. I I want a hall pass on that nonsense. All right. I'm just saying it don't be nonsense. surprised. I will say this. The match to make us a triple threat, but I'm just saying don't no. be surprised. No, no, no. No. Steve will not be happy. <laughs> and a very unhappy Steve is going to be. I'm going to be like the woman on her period. Just letting you know. But let's get to the show here a little bit. And the show did kick out the pre-show. They never advertised a goddamn pre-show match. I hate to go back and watch. It was Matt Riddle. It was Riddle against Ali. Not a bad match. I thought it was pretty solid. I wish it would have went a little longer. Riddle did an awesome bro Derek from the middle ropes to retain the U.S. title. That was pretty cool. I got to admit, match was, match was okay. The finish was pretty awesome. Then Ali, there had been rumors about retribution. They came to a head as they beat the tar out of Ali. He got choke slammed out of his boots. And it seems like this is finally... The end of retribution. Thank God. Does does retribution go down as the worst group in recent history to ever come out in the WWE? I just think overall in wrestling. Just overall. Not even let's let's not pigeonhole, even though it's very easy. <laughs> but I mean just in wrestling in general? Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. So much potential when it first started, and then you just <laughs> they buried it as soon as it started. You like because it got over. As it got over, literally in like a week, and then the next week, straight through the ground. Not even through the ground. Like that. That angle went to hell and back. Not even back. It just stayed down there. That's how bad it was. It stayed down there with no hope for recovery. As soon. Oh, let's give them a contract. Let's give these. He's menacing. They're going to destroy the program. Let's give him a raw contract. Cool. Let's give him names. They got good money, too. They got decent money. Two, each got 250 a year. Ali got more. But those guys that came up from girls and came up from NXT, quarter mil, quarter mil downside guarantee. That ain't bad. Good for that. I'm happy for them. They just got dealt a very shitty hand because the gimmicks that they were given and the storyline they were, they were booked was bad. Oh, it was this bad. Was, this was the best thing to happen to Donovan Di- Dominic Dijakovic. 
Such a good talent. Oh Wasted. By a name of T-Bar. T-Bar. Just let him be Dijakovic. Dijakovic's name alone is a fantastic wrestling name. You have to name him T-Bar. Mudin. His name is pretty good. That's fine. Leave it alone. Who? Dio Mudin. Oh, Dio Madden. Madden, thank you. Madden, come on, man. Don't butcher Dio's name. Do not butcher the good name of Dio Madden. Listen, they've been calling him what now for, for how long now? <laughs> for a year? Slapjack? Yes, yes, yes. No, he's not Slapjack. The other guy is Slapjack. Mace was... Ma- Mace, is, Mace is Dio Madden. Then what was... Oh, Mia Yim was... Re- what was Mia Yim's name? Reckoning or something? Reckoning, like yes. See, out of sight, out of mind. As yeah. soon as that faction ended, so did my brain. On the group formerly known as Retribution. Get to the main show. We both were right with Riddle. And now <laughs> we we they started with the women's tag team title match. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated Sasha Banks and Nia Jax. And I, I mean Bianca Belair. What the fuck? You know, I had high hopes for this Sasha Banks. Bianca Belair program. But you're having the challenger getting pinned. Again. WTF. Why? Daryl. The challenger. It's a, a match a lot of people want to see. Two African-American women in the prime position to be featured in one of the main events in the two-day WrestleMania. And they're trying to shit on it. They're trying to take a big, trying to get a big garbage bag. One of those big hefty bags. And they're trying to put all the goddamn cow manure in there. And they're trying to dump it on the both of them. What the fuck? I will say this. The match, whatever. The finish was fucking dumb. But what I loved was the end. When Sasha smacked the shit out of Bianca Belair and put her ass on the mat. That was well done. That is now, hopefully, they are done dumping the cow manure. And now, hopefully, we're on the path to what should be a great program to what is going to lead to a, should be a fantastic match. This this entire program, and by the way, before we I go into what I'm gonna what I'm about to say, we should get counters on each of our side for prediction shows saying who's right. <laughs> right now, I got two. You have one. So I mean, oh, um, and my bad, my my bad, Matt Ward. Matt Ward is right. Sasha I got so ate the pin. Sasha ate the pin. The champion ate the pin. But now, the champion shouldn't even be eating the fucking pin. I completely agree. This entire, as soon as Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble, this should have been booked differently. You should not build this match. Sasha versus Bianca Belair, who that has money. This is going to be a great matchup between the two. And you have built it terribly. How do you build a champion versus challenger? The SmackDown Women's Champion versus the Royal Rumble winner. And have them lose three weeks in a row. Three times. I don't know. 
How how does you that tell make me. sense? You tell me. I can't. I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to figure this out. I don't know. And my apologies. I had it wrong. I don't know why I thought Bianca Belair ate another pin. My apologies. And thank you, Matt Ward. But it doesn't matter. Neither one of them should have ate the fucking pin. They shouldn't even be in this match to begin with. No. No. We said this this afternoon. You could put anyone in there. Matt Ward brought up, I thought was an interesting choice, and I thought that it wasn't the worst route to go with Natalia and Tamina. You're giving them a little bit of a push. Yeah. God forbid you want to give Natty a belt. Natty's freaking awesome. Tamina's a good muscle character. I have no problem with her. As long as she doesn't do much. She can throw a mean kick, though. Oh, that's that super kick is deadly. That she oh, does. yeah. I love it. Not only that. The whole Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, you could have booked this so differently. Bianca Belair has something with a little rivalry with Bailey that you could have extended on. Sasha could have worked with Carmella up until Fastlane and have it build towards Mania, have them keep going looking strong up to that Mania match. Now you just see them as, oh, they were a former tag team that never got the gold. That's what this match has become. It went from the champion and the Royal Rumble winner to a former tag team that now couldn't get the job done. One of them slapped the other one in the ring. Now we got a media match. It was poorly booked from the get-go. You have Bailey literally just doing her talk show ho- which is awesome. on SmackDown, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But you couldn't build a program with her. Nobody can make Bianca Belair look better other than Sasha Banks than Bailey. Bailey could have carried her and made her look like a dominant performer going into that Mania match. Carmella could have tread water with Sasha Banks while they finished that program out. Because that ended after way too quickly after one match for having Carmella come back with a new gimmick and everything like that. That ended quickly. Steven Mielhausen from The Zone demanded ride combat sports journalist D.Y. Daryl Rivera. We are recapping. WWE Fastlane 2021, the Walkway to Fight Club podcast. Watching on Facebook, simple. Like the post, then like and follow the page. If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Just give it the old thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. And we got quite leave some questions and comments. We're going to read them near at the end of the podcast. The Intercontinental Championship match, Big E and Apollo. For what it was in the amount of time, which you was give it more time. Biggie retained. I love the smack talk of Biggie. He's laying a beating. Come on, Apollo. Come on. He's just talking shit. I loved it. <laughs> and then Apollo comes back and starts whooping his ass, and Apollo is talking smack. I'm like, this is great. I like the finish. To where they were reversing pins, and then Biggie got the pin, and it kind of, it like it looked like it was a little awkward at first, and then Biggie like did a little tiny bridge, got the three count, retained the Intercontinental Title, then Apollo got the heat back, put a beating on Biggie. Match was okay, but like I said on Twitter, you could have just saved this for me. There was no need for this match to be on this show. 
you could have done something else. You had to get into talent that needs the needs the reps, talent you're trying to build. That would have made more sense than putting this on. You still got three weeks to WrestleMania. The match was fine. It was okay. The booking was just booking was freaking backwards. It's all this first half of the show was was nonsensical booking. Ah, uh, then we had. Then they go to a backstage. Then they go. Shane McMahon was. They go to a. Shane McMahon was working out before the match. The scheduled match. Braun Strowman. And Shane got hurt and suffered a knee injury and would not be able to wrestle. So who stepped in his place? Elias. Yeah. You know how this went. Squash City. Nice less than five minutes. Braun Strowman won. Nothing to write home about. We reported this this afternoon that this was happening. That the match would not be happening tonight. It will be happening at WrestleMania. And I and how I horrible booking. But the thing that irritated me is you push this match. Then you didn't deliver. Horrible booking, false advertising, WTF. I, I've talked about this angle like nauseum this morning and I it gave me a headache. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's it's been booked horribly. How do you how do you book the monster among men, Braun Strowman? A guy that when his ring entrance sounds every should be feared by everybody. And, and you book him as this guy that's looking for an apology for being called stupid complaining that he's getting mistreated in the roster, that he didn't get a title that he deserved, basically playing the idiot. When in reality, he should be playing the guy that should be ripping Shane McMahon in half. Like, if we get a last-man-standing match at WrestleMania with Braun Strowman and Shane, I'm fine with it. Because Shane's going to go to Mania. He's going to find the tallest place that he could jump from. He's going to be like, all right, I'm going to try to jump from that place. You're going to move last second. Gonna get out of the way, and then you're gonna toss me somewhere, and then pin one, two, three matches over. I like me some James Shane McMahon just jumping off something high. That's fine with me. It's always entertaining. Now, if he jumps off the pirate ship, then I think we got something. Then I, he's got to jump off something. It's his reputation, man. He he finds the tallest thing he can find. He's like, I'm gonna jump off that thing. I need a jumping off of that pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium. I, I, we gotta see it. If it's there, you, they're gonna use it. Gotta do it. Yeah, definitely. You definitely, you definitely gotta do it. We go to Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. This is when finally. The show started getting rolling a little bit. This match, what we thought would be pretty good, and it, it was good. It wasn't horrid. It wasn't a four or five star match, but it was a nice, solid three and a half star match. Told a good story. I forgot the name of the move set then. I had I forgot to write it down. It's like this cool move, and he did it like right into the curb stomp for the one, two, three, and solid match. I thought that was the right route to go. At going with Seth, and we said that earlier on the on the preview show was that they're going WWE's going him and Cesaro. 
So you want to make Seth stronger. You, they're trying to build Cesaro right now. And I think putting him in that, a spot with Seth, you know the match is going to be very good. And it's going to make Cesaro look really good. So I thought a really a much needed win for Seth Rollins. And even in defeat, I like what I'm seeing from Nakamura. I really am. Like we're starting to slowly and surely get, I see more glimpses of New Japan, Shinsuke and Nakamura. Do you, when you see Shinsuke Nakamura now on the product that he's offering, would you prefer him to stay in the main roster and try to get over and try to get his stuff done? Would you like to see him back in NXT? That is a great question. Him versus Balor for the NXT title is a program I would pay to see. My only issue with him going back to NXT would be just because they're going to be in the role you're talking about. It's like right now they're about to put the rocket ship to Karrion Cross, And I want to see what Karrion Cross is going to do as the champion. I want to see before that happens. If I had to pick, yeah, of course I want Nakamura back in NXT. But if you're going to get behind him, they're paying him a ton of money. He could have went back to Japan and made made some pretty good money. They offered him a ton to stay, and he stayed. I think we're, he's another one. You get him back, rebuild him. They need baby faces. Yep. If you're going to keep Roman Reigns as the champion, which I think they're going to be doing for a while, Unless they pull a swerve and we they go Daniel Bryan or they go Edge, I think you need to build some more baby faces. And you got Cesaro, you get something with Nakamura, you can get Nakamura reheated pretty quick. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And I think that's what they're doing right now. So you had to give Seth the wings. They're not doing with nothing with Nakamura for Mania, which it made sense. But at the end of the day, yeah, of course I want to see Nakamura back in NXT. But I want to see, I want to, I want Kieran Cross to have a legit shot though. If like you're to put Nakamura back in NXT, it's got to be in a huge program. You're not, or you can do something with you can do something with Kushida. I wouldn't be deathly opposed to that. I really no. wouldn't. But then not, that's intriguing though. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too. Uh, I wouldn't be hurting if we saw that. Then the no holds barred match. Awesome, McIntyre, Sheamus. If you like physicality. You just like an old-fashioned slobber knocker. This was awesome. They beat the tire each other with chairs, kendo sticks. They went, Sheamus went through one of the, um, what are they, what, what, what are those LDD screens where the fans are watching at the Thunderdome? Sheamus went through one of those. We've seen some sparkles. We've seen a white noise. Sheamus uh, put McIntyre through the table. We've seen belly-to-back overhead suplexes on the ramp. They beat each other's ass. A good end of the match, I thought, when Sheamus brought part of the announce table into the ring. He's smacking the shit out of McIntyre. McIntyre makes a quick comeback. Ends up with... And he used, he slapped the leg, everybody. He slapped the thigh. 
the one. Daryl, what happened to Daryl? The one, two, three. A good win for Drew McIntyre as he continues his road to WrestleMania as he will be facing Lashley for the WWE title in one of the main events of WrestleMania. I am Steven Milhausen. I am not Daryl Rivera. It's for everyone watching. I'm not Daryl, but this match was awesome. They beat the tar out of each other. They beat the tar out of each other. And I like the story they told. Because if you watch the pre you watch the video package, that video package was freaking cool. You know, the, the whole theme was that they were talking about the 20 the 20 year friendship. They showed old video clips of them and the when they were younger. And then when they both started in WWE, showed their journey to the to this point. The video package they showed before the match was awesome. They delivered in the ring. And you can always tell when Talon is very good friends. They go snug. They go hard. They went hard. You've seen the welts. You've seen the the cuts and the bruises. This match was fun. Sheamus looked great. Drew looked great. The right guy went over. But the match had no freaking stakes. And that was my problem with this entire match. If you would have said no holds barred, the winner goes to WrestleMania to face Lashley for the WWE title, then I'm in. But it was just a match for nothing. It told no story. We already knew the story. The package was good. We know the rivalry, but there were no stakes. What were the stakes? You could have gone just as simple as, if Sheamus wins, he takes McIntyre's spot in the main event of WrestleMania. You could have done that. Just give it a title. That's all you had to do. A title. Why? Number one contenders match. Done. That's all you need. Stakes. You could have still had Drew. You could have went into the match and been like, McIntyre, Drew McIntyre is going to face Lashley at WrestleMania for the WWE. But you could have went into the match like, if... Sheamus wins, he takes McIntyre's spot. Simple. But they didn't do that. What reason did I have to want to watch this match? And a lot, a lot of people jumping in here. I am Steven Mielhausen from Dizone. Man to the right, D.Y. Daryl Rivera, combat sports journalist. This is the Walkway to Fight Club podcast. Don't forget, if you are just jumping in, the audio will be up right after the podcast. Rate review subscribe to the walkway to fight club podcast it's that simple itunes spotify google play iheart amazon music any of your favorite podcasting platforms we're also on youtube subscribe hit that thumbs up and if you're watching on facebook just give us the old thumbs up just subscribe to the channel it is greatly appreciated that was my only this match was great but what was the point of it we talked, you brought that up earlier. The story was good. Like, we're talking about the main event. They're telling a story. Because there's stakes. This match was great, but what were the stakes? Like, the old- I would have had Sheamus win. Because, okay, Sheamus wins. Then if Drew beats Lashley, 
there you have a challenger for the next pay-per-view. Pay-per-view after Mania. You could have done that. That would have been cool. All right, cool. I can see where you're going. But where the fuck, where does Sheamus fucking go now? That's the problem with WWE. They don't do long-term booking. Sometimes they do with their big stars. But after Mania, what do you do? Sheamus doesn't have a program now. You just wrote him off with no stakes whatsoever. If it would have been a number number one contenders match, okay, I get it. But you had no stakes. He just beat him. That's it. Where do you go? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Then they went to Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. You know, we all knew going into this match, Cheryl, that we all knew what was going what was going to happen. It was just a matter of how they were going to get to the grand finale. And I'd be damned, they actually wrote me in. The match started. Orton tried to go at her, and this big wall of fire came up. It's like, okay, all right. Okay, you got me in, got me in a little bit. Then she throws a fireball. But then the announce team, Michael Cole, this announce team sucks. These <laughs> announcers are fucking awful. Tom Phillips tried to say Randy Orton blocked the fireball. How in the fuck do you block a fireball with your arm and your he blocked it all right? He blocked it with his fucking face. <laughs> I swear, God, I swear on my children. How do you block a fireball with your face? Come on. Some superhero shit. Just, yeah. <laughs> Superman, Batman, Iron Man shit there. Fuck it, he slaps it, slaps it away as it's coming. Yep. <laughs> what was he, Captain America and had the shield? He didn't even have a shield with him. A shield, come on, Randall Keith Orton. At least be pull some Captain America stunts. Bring the shield in front of you. Come on now. Come on. Commentary has done this angle no favors whatsoever. Commentary is so on on Raw. They have him spit out Black Goo, and then commentary goes on. Literally two seconds later, well. Now on Peacock, you can see this show and like completely disregard that this human being. Oh, they were pumping up Peacock tonight. My God, not only that, but just on the angle itself, they did nothing for it. If you see a man spitting up black goo in the and it's like this terrifying thing. Oh my God! Don't try to sell me what the fuck is happening on Peacock. Tell, react to it. Be like, oh my God. What is happening? Oh my god, we gotta get ejected out. Do something. You got Byron Saxon's drama queen's ass next year. So Have him cool. lose his shit or something. Can someone? I want to rail on his. his, his. Let's, let's let's. I love Samoa Joe, but God, Samoa Joe <laughs> acted. He looked horrible. He sounded horrible in this situation. But apparently now, ladies and gentlemen, you can block a fireball with your face. just Or just slap it away, you know. Just... So then they go to the outside. And this actually was pretty cool. He's, like, walking around. 
trying to get the bliss. And they're decently apart. She, like, does this thing like the I Dream with Genie with her eyes. And a lighting, a, like a lighting grid falls down. Falls right in front of Orton. I'm like, that's cool. This is like I Dream with Genie shit. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm like, this is great. I'm like, wow. Okay. You got me a little bit. Okay. I'm still in. I'm still in. Get back in the ring. Very methodical. Orton goes for. Actually, I missed the spot before there. Orton hit it. He went for a running shoulder, shoulder block, and that's what led to the lightning grid falling. They get back in the ring. Orton's getting closer. And then here comes, and an arm pops up from the ring. Grabs Orton's foot. Orton's like, and who rises from the dead? The Fiend. Who looked like he was charred? Looked like he you put him in a gas grill, and he came out well done. They did a great job with this costume, and everything here was great. A lo- Bliss bumped into Orton, bumped into into Bliss, led into Sister Abigail, Alexa Bliss, pinned Randy Orton. The help of Bray Wyatt, the Fiend is back. This was awesome. I've poo pooed this shit for as for a long time, I hated the program, but I began for about ten minutes. That was cool. I'm not gonna lie; it was. You knew it was going to happen, but it was about the story to get there. Yep. They told a really good story. Well done. I can't even believe I'm giving props to the fiend. <laughs> but listen, I'm giving I'm giving props. Listen, you mentioned and my man and hold on. My man Matt Ward. He called it. You know what, Matt Ward? I'm giving you I was gonna read this comment l- later. Matt Ward said this on the pre-show. And I did say at the end of the pre-show, if this came true, we would have this up. And you know what, Matt Ward? Me and DUI are man, men of our word. That was one of the highlights of the night. And I'd be fucking damn it was. That was cool. Props. I loved it. It's it's definitely one of those things that you just, I have to see it again. And it's one of those, I know you've been poo-pooing the, the entire angle. And at times it got outrageous. And like I mentioned before, Bray Wyatt has been turned into a character where it's completely psychological and he plays with, like, he just gets in your head as a fan. You don't know what's going to happen next. He's that type of character. But for him to be successful, you need everything to work exactly right. If one thing falls, then the whole thing goes to shit. You saw the – and the example I'm using is last year's WrestleMania, the Firefly Funhouse with John Cena. That entire thing was fucking fantastic. Why? Because everything worked. Everything had its purpose, and you go from there. Also, you know why else it worked? 
You didn't have commentary on the fucking match. <laughs> Bray Wyatt is getting to the point where he doesn't need commentary because you can tell exactly what's happening because he's showing you what's happening. When you have the segments that Randy Orton and Alex Bliss had, commentary ruined it because he didn't play into that angle at all. And that's why it was bad. That's why I was waiting to, to react because I was neutral. I didn't enjoy the segments, but I didn't hate them either because I knew they were leading to something. We all knew the outcome. It was just how are we going to get there? So far, we were getting there slowly and a little down. The way they did it on Fastlane brought this whole angle back up, and now it's a must-watch. Because if they have another Firefly Funhouse with Randy Orton, that could be better than the John Cena one, in my opinion. If they do the whole psychological thing yeah. all over again. I'm excited for it. Let's see it. Let's see it. No, I agree with you. Now, then we already went over the main event. Before the main event, though, they, they announced the so far card for WrestleMania 37. It is finally two nights, April 10th, April 11th, Raymond James Stadium, the home of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, live. I'm peacock. We're peacocking, baby. I don't Did you get have you watched the peacock yet? I mean I have it because Xfinity got it for me for free, but Okay, you didn't answer the question. Have you watched the peacock? I don't think I understand your question. Have you watched a streaming app? Yeah, I told you I have it. I've been okay, watching. Just because you have it doesn't mean you watched it. Jeez, I got tons of streaming apps I don't watch. You need to check your bills, man. Oh, <laughs> when the zone pays for most of them. This, this is true. No, but I, I can, have seen. I can get away with not watching a lot of them. <laughs> no, I do have it. It's it's actually really convenient. It's it has a lot of good shows and everything like that. It has the Office now because Netflix got rid of the Office, so. Hey, if we have it on Peacock, it is what it is. I don't think Peacocks do that, man. Can <laughs> you dislike me? Okay, <laughs> Lord, come on! <laughs> they did announce they so, the card so far: Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, the SmackDown Women's Title. The they have a tag team title match announced. The Raw the Raw tag titles will be on the line. The New Day: Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. We'll be facing AJ Styles and Omash. We'll be making his debut. So that's pretty interesting. I think that's pretty cool. Then you have Lashley defending the WWE title against Drew McIntyre. And this has been confirmed. Sources have I have been able to confirm this. The WrestleMania main event is officially a three-way. Roman Reigns will be defending the Universal Championship against Edge and Daniel Bryan. I don't know if WWE has made it official, but I have been able to confirm that. So, that didn't take long. Nope. So, I've been able to confirm that. That is fantastic. Huge news. I am happy. I feel like I willed this into fruition. 
feel like I hit like some role to play here. I feel like I did. I probably didn't. But I just feel I feel like they're old me and you. Me and you today. We will this into existence. We need to get we need we deserve proper credit here. We do. We deserve proper attribution. Anybody from WWE.com, if you're watching, we want our credit. Now, I'm going to see if WWE has this up. I don't know if they do. I hope they don't, because that would kind of piss me off. Uh, I'm checking Twitter as of right now. They just have the results. The last tweet was the results for Fastlane. Yeah, they got that up. No, they got the Andrade. But yes, I have been able to confirm it. The main event of WrestleMania will be a three-way. Roman Reigns will defend against Daniel Bryan. And the winner of the 2020 Royal Rumble, 2021 Royal Rumble Edge. Let's get to these comments and questions. If you have any questions or comments, leave them in. If you're, regardless of where you're watching, leave a question or comment. They will get answered. We are going to read them right now. Give me one moment. Let me click up. Matt Ward, Ali has a legit knee injury, I think. You know what? I don't know. I will ask Matt Ward, and hopefully I can get an answer for you very soon. Matt Ward again. Fantasy booking idea. Edge wins, trashes the Universal title, and brings back the World Heavyweight Championship. You know what, Daryl? I'm not 100% opposed to this idea, and this is why. I am a big fan of the big gold belt. Yep. What is your favorite wrestling title belt? I like the gold eagle belt, WWE title. That was my favorite one. I but was so bummed they got rid of that when they – I was so sad. When they got the undisputed one. I would say when they gave – when they got rid of the eagle and came up with that big, goofy, ugly-looking one when Austin won it at 14. Okay. Like, Come on. Come on, the eagle and he, for that horse shit. I hated the spin. Did you like the spinner belt? When I was ten, yeah, I, I thought it was the coolest fucking thing since sliced bread. But now that I'm 25 years old or turning 25 years old in a week, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan anymore. Yeah, that was. But when I was ten, that was the coolest thing ever. Rick- <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Richard? Hope all is well, buddy. Hope all is well, my friend. (laughs) I've been waiting to put this comment. I was hoping we would just gloss over this one. Charlie got that new look going on. You're looking so handsome, so fresh, D.Y. Freshly shaved mustache. So fresh, so clean. So fresh, so clean. Richard, leave, Richard always knows how to leave those comments. Let's see. <laughs> I love it. All right, Matt Ward, I think Andrade is going to ROH as a Sombro to align with Roosh and LIJ. I think that's where he's going. Matt Ward, he's, he's a smart man. I think it all, I think the Zelina Vega effect, I think that was the nail in the coffin for him being frustrated. I'm thinking Alistair is next to leave. I do know in regards, I'll leave that up for a second. In regards yeah. to Alistair Black, as of right now, he has not been released. I asked last week. I even told no. 
He hasn't even requested, which I'm shocked by considering his wife has been released. Now, do I think it's eventually going to happen? Absolutely. 100%. I think so. When? I don't know. But I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. No Nexus. It, Nexus was the worst, in my opinion. I actually... Man, see, Matt Ward, for all the good shit you do, you leave stupid comments like that. No, hold on, hold on. No, Retribution was cool for, like, one episode of Raw. That's That's what I wanted to ask. Nexus I agree. was cool, like, the whole time. I agree. I don't agree with the take here that Matt Ward posted. Nexus was a bad angle, but Nexus had a lot of potential. They just got buried in the main event. That was their thing. Retribution got started for one night or a couple weeks and then got absolutely shit on by booking. My question to Matt would be, did you like Retribution or how they did it or the idea of how it could have been done? Which one did you like? Because the idea of how it could have been done would have been fucking great. But the fact that it was booked the way that it was, it was bad. Dijakovic said why why he chose T bar T for trans rights B for Black Lives Matter. I can respect that. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, I am down with that. One hundred. That puts that puts the name T bar into a whole nother light, and now I'm yeah. Man, someone agrees with you, Daryl. Give me Apollo versus Big E last man standing match. You know what? I can get on board with that now. All right. Hey, I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. That's what the people want. Bray and Alexa were channeling. <laughs> that Papa, that Papa Shango character, I have to admit, was ahead of its time. Yeah, it really was. That I was will only, I will only remember Papa Shango for the miscue. That's it. <laughs> that, that, that was freaking <laughs> phenomenal. And that is it with all the questions and comments. Thank you to everybody who watched, left questions. Left comments. It is greatly appreciated. It definitely means a lot. Daryl, how can the fans find you on social media, my friend? Uh, you can follow me on here on Twitter at DYWoodEagle21, or you can follow me on Instagram at Daryl17Rivera. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know. Then, Steve, take it away. Find me on Twitter at SMuelhausenJR. I'm also on that on Instagram. Like the like the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. Just type in the Walkway to Fight Club in the search tab. Or on Twitter at Walkway Fight. Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. The audio of this podcast will be up. Mm, give me an hour. 60 to 90 minutes. The audio will be up on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Something good to listen to for tomorrow morning on your drive into work. We're getting ready to start that work day. Also, we're on YouTube. Simple. Subscribe. Give the old thumbs up on the on the YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. It would be greatly appreciated. A lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. Roman, we have a WrestleMania main event. Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan and Edge. It is now a three-way and during the podcast, Bond also, Andrade finally got his release. So, a lot of news going on. This week is loaded. We have a big UFC show. 
UFC 262 on Saturday night. Stipe Miocic defending the UFC heavyweight title against Francis Ngannou in a rematch when Miocic won by unanimous decision at UFC 220 in January of 2018. The co-main event had been scheduled to be Alexander Volkanovsky defending the featherweight title against Brian Ortega, but Volkanovsky contracted COVID-19, and the fight has been postponed. So that sucks. But boxing, big fight coming up on Saturday. Interim WBC heavyweight title fight. Alexander Povetkin defends against Dillian White in a rematch. I'm looking forward to that. That is going to be a ton of fun. We will have a preview of both shows later on this week. Also, interviews will be up with the heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic, Francis Naganu, and the legend. I haven't talked to this guy since 2011 backstage at the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, after a strike force show. The legend, the natural, Randy Couture, talking a really cool, because he's commentator now for PFL. And PFL and ESPN did this awesome documentary that's right now uh, available on ESPN+. Plus. I watched the first two episodes, and they're pretty awesome. So make sure you guys watch that. I'm going to talk to Randy about that. But the main reason we're talking is also going to be he's going to help me preview the heavyweight title fight. So I'm definitely looking forward Looking forward to that chat with the natural. Some good stuff coming up this week. We're gonna talk about. I don't know. We gotta. Th- we gotta figure out what days we're gonna knock these podcasts out this week. But we'll definitely have some stuff up this week for Dy Dale Rivera. I am Stephen Mielhausen. We'll talk to you guys next time. 